Kaden PR acknowledges the traditional owners of the land that this podcast was recorded and produced on, the Wurundjeri and Bunurong peoples of the East Kulin Nations. We pay our respect to their elders past, present and emerging, and we extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. Welcome to The Press Office with Kate and Co PR, the podcast that gives you an exclusive and unfiltered look behind the scenes of the Australian media landscape and public relations industry. I'm your host, Marissa Jane, and if you are dreaming of a career in public relations, are an aspiring journalist, or simply just obsessed with all things digital and traditional media, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome back to the press office with Caden Co PR. Today I am joined by Martine Elpins, who is actually a client here at Caden Co PR as the National Media and Communications Manager for Coles Supermarkets. She has had a very interesting journey to where she is today, beginning as a lawyer before transitioning into a role as a broadcast journalist and then landing her current role in communications within one of the biggest brands in the country. It was really interesting hearing her perspective on how she best works with PRs as a client, as well as learning what her role actually entails. Let's get on to the interview. Hello, Martine, and thank you for joining us here today on the press office with Caden Co. PR. You are actually the first ever client of Caden Co.'s on the podcast, so firstly, welcome. Thank you. I was so honoured to be asked. I think it's going to be a really interesting chat today because obviously you work in internal comms, and I think that's very different to what the PR agency realm looks like. But firstly, do you mind introducing yourself, what you do and how you got to where you are today? So my name's Martine Alpins and I'm the National Media and Communications Manager at Coles. I've been at Coles now for I think eight years and it has gone so fast. Um, I love where I am now and I have had quite an interesting journey. Uh, When I was at school, I always knew I wanted to be a TV news reporter. I had that dream job in mind. Um, And when I was sort of in year 12, you were told, oh, look, jobs in media are hard to come by and you're probably better off doing something safer. And I got the marks to do law and commerce and I went to uni, had a great time, studied, got my job as a lawyer, worked at a law firm for about two years. And I worked at a law firm where you could do various sort of jobs. So you could be working on gas pipeline agreements and doing due diligence and sitting in an office or I was very lucky to work for a partner who worked with the MCC so the Melbourne Cricket Club in Melbourne and I loved that job because you could see the MCG and it was such a important part of Melbourne and you know as a young person growing up just absorbing so much media and listening to the radio and watching Brecky TV I thought this is like a really exciting job and I remember when I went to the office of the president at the time um, at the MCC and I felt so so fortunate to be invited to come to this meeting. I just kept staring at the screen because it was um, when Chappelle Corby was being sentenced in, um, in Bali and I just couldn't stop looking and thinking, this is just exciting, like probably more exciting than what's happening in this room at the MCC. And at that stage, I knew I need to go back and be a journalist. And that's always what I wanted to do. 
um, and I went back to do a postgrad journalism um, course at or diploma at RMIT. It was so um, fast paced. It was a year. I was probably mature enough at that stage to know what I wanted to do. So I got lots of work experience. I worked at the ABC in the sports department. I worked in um, Win TV and could have got a contract role there. I worked a bit at Channel 10 and still know people from now um, that I did work experience with from there. Um, and I finally landed my dream job at Channel 9 News, but the catch was I had to start for the first day on Christmas Day. So it was like, I thought I was going into the library and it's suddenly like, well, someone dropped out. They can't work at Christmas. Do you want to go on air? And I was so green. And I remember going down and watching kids opening their presents and getting the shots of um, of all those sorts of things. And it was just, I was so excited, you know, and that was just fast paced from there. I, um, you know, I had the dream job and I was really, really excited. Um, and then how I got to Coles where I am now, I landed a job on a current affair and I went and did stories that no other journalist really wanted to do and that was consumer stories but I love them so I remember you know Coles because Coles is based in Melbourne I would be often there talking about you know things that people you know spoke about food and groceries and prices and new products and and for me Coles was like the MCG it was like wow, it's such a business that spans so much of Australia. It's on every in every suburb. And I loved that it was such an important part of the community. And, and I was really lucky because I showed so much interest when I went and did all my interviews there that um, I was offered a job to work at Coles. And, and at that time, I was eight months pregnant with my second child. And when they offered me the job, I said, oh, I'm pregnant eight months and they said that doesn't matter that's perfect so so it was a, a really interesting start there having been you know already having a young child and then having another child I was one of the people that went and um, ex expressed and you know in my lunch break because at that time flexible working wasn't quite as big as it, as it is now but yeah that was back in 2014 and I've been at Coles ever since. I love that story. I always love when people start somewhere and end up somewhere completely different. That connection between your journalism career into where you are now in Coles. And we will get to your journalism career a little bit later on, but what does your current role as the Coles National Media and Communications Manager actually entail? So we sit in the corporate affairs department. And I think one thing that any corporate affairs professional knows is that we have a bit of an identity crisis because I think there are people at Coles who don't really know what we do a lot of the time. And I remember once when we had a group meeting after COVID and we got back together with our colleagues from corporate affairs it's about it I think there's about 22 people in corporate affairs at Coles we're quite a small team and then there's six people sort of in the media communications um, team and we were like how do we define what we do and I think we came up with we inspire and we influence uh, that was um, how we sort of summed up all of our roles I mean we work in media um communications and then we have a community department and a public affairs department and they deal with government and we've actually now also got an indigenous affairs team that's joined the corporate affairs team as well which is fantastic so what what I do I suppose is we tell all the great stories about Coles I mean it's such a big organization and there's there are so, there are so many stories to be told and and we make sure they're heard um, whether that's from media for our team members for our suppliers for our customers um, and of course, we work very closely with marketing, but marketing do big, big campaigns. Um, 
and we love supporting those. But some of the other really things we love supporting are the smaller things that are happening in the business that don't have a marketing budget. Um, and then, you know, but they're really interesting to the Australia, you know, to Australians. So we love telling those stories. Yeah, it's so interesting. I was just telling you offline that I was in an agency and I've gone in-house and the day-to-day life is very different. What does your typical day look like? Are you How are you finding these stories that you're talking about? My day varies depending on what's happening. I'm. We have a very reactive team. I don't generally deal with reactive um, day-to-day inquiries, although I do get quite a few journalists who know me calling me and asking to help, and particularly in the TV industry. But we plan out events throughout the year to support um, our business units. So that might be um, our commercial team who deal with groceries and fresh produce and general merchandise. And they all have plans that are happening throughout the year and they generally come to us with a plan and they want PR support or um, and so that's in the consumer space, but I also work heavily with the community team and our partners. So, for example, at the moment, we're getting ready to launch the Second Bite Winter Appeal. And, you know, I feel really fortunate at a job like Coles that you have such a varied role that, you know, I'm going from talking about a product launch on one day and then helping, you know, develop a media plan for that. And then the next day you're speaking to, you know, the founders of Second Bite, you know, Simone and Ian Carson about how we can drive awareness of this campaign and, and getting to see them again. And at the moment, we're also doing the Fight M&D um, sales of the beanies and working with Beck Danaher and her team at Fight M&D. So my role is very proactive, very good news stories, because you really have to be able to tell those stories in a compelling way to get things out there. And we're fortunate that a lot of people want to know about Coles, but most of the time I'm sort of ringing up people and and trying to get more stories out of them and trying to, you know, find out what people are doing in the organisation. There are 4,000 people that work in our store support centre at Coles who are doing amazing things. And then there are 120,000 people who work across the country in stores. So you never get bored. There's always stories to be told. That is so many people. I, I remember working on Coles and just some of the stories about how many years that a certain person had worked at a particular store. It was amazing. Oh, they're the wonderful stories, I have to say. Um, you know, other wonderful stories we do that, that is, is not something that a lot of people would know about, but last year we were really fortunate to launch a partnership with Hammond Care, which is, and they provide support to people living with dementia. And their CEO, Mike Baird, who people remember is was the previous um, New South Wales Premier, he and our CEO sort of got together and, and thought, what can we do to create a really great space for older people living with dementia who want to go and um, shop at a supermarket and so you know a, a partnership was developed we're now um, bringing you know stores to these dementia villages and it's sort of stories like that that you see even when they go on social media or LinkedIn and they resonate with people and like it's really you know they're the sort of stories that I love to work on you know aren't necessarily the, the biggest stories in terms of it's, it's one store in every state but it, it's really making a difference to people's lives so yeah very very job. And for context, how does Coles, obviously you have PR agencies and partners, but how do you manage working with PR agencies and then also managing media requests internally? Because I know that you would be getting quite a few on a day-to-day basis. Yes. So the agency, it's great because we, as I said, we're a small team and we can't possibly be everywhere at once. Um, and we've got 20, 120,000 team members and also 2,500 stores across the country, if you include 
all of our supermarkets, our liquor stores, and also our Coles Express stores. So it's a huge footprint. Um, and we couldn't possibly be able to service that all ourselves. So we've got you, uh, wonderful Kate and Co sort of representing our consumer and uh, Victoria and New South Wales um, PR uh, arrangements. So if we need something happening in New South Wales, there might be like a Coles local store opening on the same day that something else is opening on, you know, in, in Melbourne or in Perth. Or So I think really the PR agencies are an extension of ourselves and, and we really hope you know, want them to be embedded in what we do at Coles and live and breathe what we do at Coles. And I think the more you can invite your PR agencies in and show them what's happening and get them to meet people within the organisation, that's really fantastic as well because you can really see what makes people tick. Um, and, you know, I have to say it's really different being um, in a corporate world. The one thing that my advice is when you're in a corporate job in a corporate affairs department is really listen to people. I got some really good advice from someone once and they said, find out what keeps them up at night and try and help them with that problem. And I think that was some of the best advice I got because we sort of think quite, as a PR team, we think a bit one-dimensionally sometimes. It's just media coverage or getting that message out. But there's often, often underlying things that people are worried about and you can help them with. So I think if the PR agencies can be part of that system and put everyone's mind at ease, that this is going to be communicated well. You know, the risks that some people people see at risks. You just have to explain to them why it's not such a risk or maybe it is a risk and you're going to have to do something about it. But I think listening is really important and that's for the PR professional working in the organisation as well as the agency. Definitely. And I think it's all about having that close relationship between the client and the agency and being able to, you know, have those conversations, whether it's about mitigating a risk or an upcoming campaign that is really exciting and being able to have them in the same manner. Yeah, exactly. And I have to ask, what have been some of your career highlights with Coles in particular? My one that sticks out to me was the Coles Christmas event that we did. It must have been pre-COVID and Curtis Stone was here and it was such a beautiful event. Oh, that was amazing. And, you know, if that's an example of what a PR agency can do to help 100%, that's Kate and Co's strength is the guests you got to that event. It was pre-COVID. We were all happy and it was... Curtis is an amazing ambassador. I'm so lucky to have been able to work with him for eight years. Um, He's so professional, still loves his craft, which I love. He's just not just a face of Coles. He, you know, works with our fresh produce department. He's really passionate. So that was a great one. Another really big highlight for me was back in 2018. And this is actually probably, I, I had a maternity leave while I was at Coles. After I had my second, I had another baby. And then I came back and Coles was then demerging from Wes Farmers, who was our parent organisation at the time. And I think a lot of people often think Coles Maya. Well, we definitely weren't part of Maya, but we were because that was years and years ago, but that's a legacy thing. But Coles was part of Wes Farmers, which is obviously the group Bunnings and Kmart and Officeworks, Target and Coles. We were part of Wes Farmers. So we were always having to look to Wes Farmers to what to do. But I think in 2018, we announced we would be demerging from Wes Farmers and listing as our own organisation on the stock exchange. And that was a really great way to work with so many people in the different parts of the team. So investor relations. And we also, I, I loved the day when we listed on the stock exchange we had organized for Brenda our and she calls herself this but she's our oldest checkout chick she was there to ring the bell with Stephen Kane at the um, ASX and it was such a beautiful moment the team members were so excited it was you know Coles has such a proud history but then we were going out on our own which meant 
we could do so many more exciting things as an organization on our own. And then no one actually ever expected something as crazy as COVID to happen. And that was obviously a heartbreaking for so many Australians. Um, I remember March 2, 2020 really well when we started getting videos sent to us of, you know, people fighting in aisles for toilet paper. And it was a really negative sort of feeling at that time. And I'd say another highlight of my career is just how we turned that messaging around and, you know, made people, people actually started caring about how products got on shelves. But, you know, convincing our leaders, get up and stand up and talk about it. And um, Matt Swindles, who's the chief operations officer at Coles, he you know, I've unveiled him as an amazing TV talent. You know, we're inviting media into the distribution centres to see all the toilet paper. We suddenly got media calling us all the time. And you said before, media call us all the time and they do, but they were calling us and really grateful that we were communicating. And so, you know, drafting press releases at midnight because we knew we we're going to have to get restrictions in stores or th- things like that. Like the, the pace of that communication kind of reminded me of being a journalist again because it was so fast and we had to turn things around so fast and we were learning on our feet at the time and we created a lot of comms that were going to be used you know throughout the whole pandemic that we could never have planned for i think what i've learned in corporate life is it is really important to plan and more than anything like give people time but i kind of loved that moment when we didn't have time and i do sort of stuff really quickly and get it done but yeah that was another big big highlight so as you were just discussing about how different your life was as a broadcast journalist for Channel 9. How was the transition into now your more corporate life? Well, I think as a journalist, you sort of go in and go out very quickly and you don't probably appreciate the detail in what's going into something that's being launched or announced. And when I went into Coles, I think I had a lot to learn about process and also sort of gaining the trust of people in the organisation because when you work as a journalist, you are the person that makes the things happen. As a corporate affairs professional, you're there to support people in what they want to do. So I think journalists are very quick often just to sort of get the main story, get the headline, get, you know, and and then kind of leave. Whereas, yeah, I think, you know, things like writing a proper brief, engaging stakeholders, um, having a run sheet, you know, having a really great plan that you can share with people and you have to think of all the people you have to engage. So that's probably the the transition I needed. And then I often think about businesses and they want to gain trust. I think trust these days is one of the most important words that corporations, uh, brands use. But when you're a person, I think you also have to think of yourself as an entity like that and also be trusted. Not that I think that I wasn't, you know, that I wasn't trustworthy when I went to Coles, but it does take a while to gain people's trust as a new person. And I think anytime you go into a new job, it is that's probably one of the biggest challenges is getting people on board what you want to do. And yeah, so that was probably the biggest transition. And now that I've been there for a while, it's, it's really great because, you know, I've, I've met some amazing people and just we're all so different. And I sort of admire what the operations team do or what the IT team do or you know, the compliance team. So I think it's appreciating the work of everyone in an organisation and you're just sort of one part of it. What actually made you decide to finally take that leap into going into internal comms? Was it that Coles offered you the job at the right time? 
I have to say it was great timing and it was one of the best things that's ever happened to me. And I don't know whether I sort of created my own destiny in a way because I do remember being very inquisitive every time I went to Coles and I spoke to the person there at the time who was the head of corporate affairs. And I I think I was asking him about a job for a friend who was looking for a legal work from coming back from UK. But then I started just sort of asking questions. We'd go into the head office for filming. And and I think when I got an email about a potential job, as I I said, I was pregnant and it was just really lucky. And And I think when I... I accepted the job. I realized it's a better job probably when you have kids. You know, you're much more in control of what you're doing. Although COVID was very busy, so there was lots of weekends and everything then. But it was just the right time. It was a dream job for me. So, yeah, I was was lucky and I've never regretted the decision to leave journalism. And do you think that your journalism background has been a huge strength in your role now? Definitely has. I think it always helps when you've worked in the area when you know, part of my job's pitching. And if you're pitching and you know what is needed and, you know, often you know the people who are putting that news bulletin together and what they're requiring, um, that definitely helps. But I don't think it's essential. I think you can learn it um, when you're working. I think you've just got to have a really keen interest in news, I think, yeah, keen interest in sort of current affairs. Um, And I really try and make sure I'm not just buried in what Coles does. Like I love looking at what other organisations are doing as well. It's really important. One of the things I always say as a publicist is to think like a journalist. So I feel like you would nail that one. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes too much. (laughs) And do you have any advice for listeners who are really wanting to work for such a huge national company such as Coles. If you want to work for an organization like Coles, I think you have to really like what we do as an organization. So food and drink, we have, you know, general merchandise you might like, you know, you might like liquor. We have liquor stores too. So it depends on how old or young you are. So if you're at uni, try and get a job at Coles working there. Because I often find that if you know what goes on in the stores, you're really set for success. And uh, interestingly, we all have to work uh, a day in stores in the lead up to Easter and the lead up to Christmas to help. And I find those days so enlightening and getting to meet the actual team who are on the ground who know what's going on, that is so important. So never underestimate what the actual operators in the business are doing. And that's really important. As far as getting a comms job in any business at the moment, I know that there are so many roles out there. There's never been such a high demand for communications professionals because I think communications has just skyrocketed in the last few years. And then one other thing is understand the vision and purpose of the organization you're applying for. I know as a journalist, we often sort of rolled our eyes at those sorts of things, but working in a corporation, you know how important it is for 100,000 people who work there to know what the vision and purpose is. So for Coles, it's sustainably feeding all Australians and helping them lead healthier, happier lives and make sure everything that you are doing in the organisation comes under that vision and purpose. So I would say, yeah, do a lot of research before you apply for a job. Definitely. And before you have an interview, a lot of research is needed. And it's so impressive when people come to an interview and they know everything and anything about the business. And it's so clear that they actually have a clear interest in it. That's exactly right. Especially these days. I'm so, the other thing I'm so excited about um, is that sustainability has become such a big issue just in the last eight years, even since I've been working at Coles. Uh, but it's also of such interest to the media too now, because I think a few years ago, the media was sort of like, oh, that's a bit boring. We don't want to talk about that. But I think another thing I'm proud of being part of that sort of changing of conversation about 
sustainability. It's such a huge part of what Coles does. Um, And now we're actually getting people who are interested in it as well. Yeah, I think that's very important. Well, thank you for giving me some context on your career. It's definitely been such an interesting trajectory for you. But I would love to quickly ask you a few questions about how you best work with PRs and PR agencies. So from your end, as an internal communications manager, what is your preferred way to work with a PR agency? I think it just needs to be really open, transparent and not too process driven. I like it when you can just pick up the phone or you can just shoot off an email and you just know how each other works. And I think that's a great thing. We've been with Kate & Co now for three years and so that's worked really well. It's hard when you get a new agency and finding those new ways of working. Yeah, I think it's just, I would also say know how the organisation likes to write uh, because, you know, PR agencies can put together really cute, funny press release but if the CEO is going to read this press release and put his name to it it has to be in his style of writing and something you could almost put on our corporate website. Um, Some advice I actually received from a journalist a little while ago is never put the best headline in your press release because it'll never get used by the journalists and I think that's really good advice so you don't have to try and be too cute too clever like just get the facts straight get the facts right sort of understand the purpose of what you're doing and and who who you need to inform about that. And then on the other end of the spectrum, do you have any pet hates from working with PR agencies or publicists? I don't have any pet hates. I don't because I, I, I don't think I was ever anyone when I was a journalist to not appreciate a call from a PR person. I, I'd Probably a pet hate I just have in general is when people put sort of jargon in a media release or something that doesn't make, not doesn't make sense, but it's just clearly copied from someone else that sent them information, but hasn't actually put it in plain English. And I really, yeah, when people just say jargon and expect someone to know an, an acronym, or I find that really annoying because it sort of makes the person who doesn't know it feel a bit silly and probably get on it iPhones and Google it. That's usually what I do. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think, you know, PR people are some, some of the hardest working people and they really deserve to be um, commended um, for what they do. And do you have any highlights from working with a PR agency? Well, I think it's the really great events. Like I know that the strength of uh, the Kate & Co agency is getting those influencers along to an event and you know sometimes you don't even need to pay them because the event's so good you know like I think um, I do remember Julie Bishop coming to the event that we had in Sydney in 2019 and that's because she knew Curtis and had been to Gadele and you know our board and executive leadership team were at that event because it was such a big event and they went oh Julie Bishop's here like that was really exciting and it was a, it was a, I think the big occasions are the the things you really like the most even though you put so much work into little things it's the big ones that you've you've you know worked up to and and you can celebrate at the end I remember also too fangirling over Julie Bishop (laughs) (laughs) don't we all yes to end I've had such a great time chatting to you I have four quick fire questions for you are you ready ready Email or phone call? Definitely phone calls, but there is always a place for an email because then you can't dispute the facts. Yes, that's true. Zoom or in-person meetings? I much prefer in-person, but couldn't live without Zoom now. It's changed our lives. In fact, um, 
someone told me the other day that she has had two meetings on at the same time. I couldn't believe it. I could, she said, I had two meetings. So I was on the same two meetings at the same time. I mean, that's insane. I don't know how you can do that, but that is very impressive. <laughs> and what is your typical day in media consumption? I'm constantly reading Herald Sun, always clicking to the front page. Then I go to the age um, and then I'm just on my phone quite a lot but on the weekends I love buying the papers and everyone knows that I feel embarrassed sometimes walking down the street with papers because everyone sort of looks at me I went to a hairdresser once and they said oh it's so cute you've got the papers but I do love the paper and my last question for you Instagram Facebook or TikTok oh this this is an interesting one love Instagram I think I'm on that the most I still love Facebook though because I feel it's more personal and you can look up people that you haven't seen for a long time TikTok, I can see the value in it. It is such a, it's a new communication tool that I'm probably not into for, for fun, although I'm trying to, but I know how powerful it, powerful it will be. And I know like even my kids, I, I had to get it off their phones because they had it on and I was like, can't watch that. But then, you know, the other day, for instance, we had a TikTok video go viral about Cole's ultimate choc chip cookies that people from New Zealand were buying and it ended up all over the media. So, you know, TikTok's a tool the media is now using. So, yeah definitely an important communication tool. Definitely, especially for how to get things to go viral. Things on TikTok go crazy. Yep. And that's something we wouldn't have seen, what, two or three years ago. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Martine. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Marissa. It was really great to be on the show. Thank you for listening to The Press Office with Kate and Co PR. Please subscribe, rate and review via your favourite podcast app and please give us a follow, like and share on Instagram at Kate Co PR.